Blog Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio. This show is a collaboration between five women and spirit or universe. All brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com. That's the letter U. There are weekly shows on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two Wednesdays a month at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical, and we even throw in a bit of science. Many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey, and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance authentic spiritual guidance right here right now many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind bodies and spirit and that's exactly what we are here to discuss so please join us in the spiral of life and together we will learn grow and heal Now let's get started with today's show. Hi everybody and welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You here on Blog Talk Radio. This is Tracy Liebman and I'm um, hosting the show tonight and I am being, um, I want to say joined, escorted, (laughs) surrounded by... um, my friend, my new friend in the last year, Roy Holman. Hi, Roy. Hello, Tracy. How are ya? I'm great. Yeah, awesome. So we were just chatting a little bit before we got started, and, and we were already, well, I was really chatty, so who knows what's going to happen tonight. I feel a lot of energy, um, meaning like I'm very, almost hyperactive. So <laughs> we'll see how this all goes, but... So tonight I'm going to talk with Roy uh, about what is awakening and how do we get there, question mark. And we'll probably touch on the 12-12-12 that's coming up very soon and um, 12-21-12. And and we'll just go with the flow and and see where everything leads us. Uh, And I'll, I'll say, well... I'll let everybody know that if you're listening to us online on Blog Blog Talk Radio, you can join me in the chat room. If you have anything you'd like to ask or comment or anything, feel free to type it in and I'll relay it on and we'll discuss it here with Roy. Um, And we may or may not take callers. It just depends. I'll probably uh, announce the call-in number, et cetera, in a little while. because typically, right at the very beginning, I notice people come on later, like if they come in like five minutes late. So, welcome, Roy. I'm really glad you're here with me tonight. Thanks, Tracy. And since you're feeling um, 
a lot of energy. Maybe I'll just ask you all the questions, and you can answer them since you're all buzzy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, sometimes when I'm like this, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm the best at articulating my thoughts. It's like they all like run together, you know. So, and I'm more interested to hear what you have to say. So, I know we've talked before um, on my podcast before I moved over here to Blog Talk Radio last spring. But I'd like for you to do your intro. I will first just say um, where you can find Roy online, which is, it's, um, I have it up, but then I don't, it's Holman Health. So Holman is H-O-L-M-A-N, Health Connections, with an S, dot com. And I also know Roy's on Facebook because I see him there. So you can also find him on Facebook if you're a Facebook person, but would you um, share with us a little bit about your journey um, <laughs> to where you are now? I was going to say into awakening. <laughs> so <laughs> start where you'd like and end where you'd like, and then we'll just dive right in. Mm-hmm. Well, my, this this time around on Spaceship Earth, <laughs> on Planet Earth, has been a, a good ride. I, I wouldn't have said that a few years ago. I would have said, God, this sucks, man. <laughs> Life is painful, man. I had, you know, a kind of a basic, common, <laughs> typical dysfunctional family with a lot of pain and abuse. So I, I grew up in uh, confusion and pain most of my life and uh, went through a huge dark night of the soul, uh, kicking and screaming, not really like a conscious choice. <laughs> but my mm-hmm. spirit said, you're going to deal with all this pain that you buried away. And uh, it just started popping up in my face about 15 years ago and it was uh it turned out to be of course such a beautiful gift to to actually stop running away from my pain and and immerse myself in it uh like I say mostly uh, <laughs> begrudgingly and then uh and then discovering all this great stuff of, for healing like yoga and meditation and, and on and on and on and then uh and then spirit had another surprise and almost killed me in an accident a quote accident about 10 years ago as I was on my way to a job I hated, and uh, and after the accident I couldn't do that work anymore, and basically uh, <laughs> got invited to start teaching, and uh, you might say, and and then it's been wow, it started to get better and better doing what I was actually here to do, all the things I was learning about healing myself. I started teaching yoga and retreats and meditation and oh, you name it, a little bit of everything about energy, and then I guess the the latest chapter is. Um, well, along that whole time, besides my own personal pain, I sensed something was way wacky on the planet, you know, all these crazy wars and stuff, and um, and then starting to sense that we're going down fast unless we do something environmentally, and, and that led me into more research and exploration about 2012, and I was mostly terrified, and part of that was my own personal fear, and, and as I healed that starting to feel the fear on the planet, and then finally starting to move from fear to just a celebration and honor and gratitude about being here at at this amazing moment on Earth. Mm, Nice. Well, I already have a question. (laughs) Was was that a breath? (laughs) Can I put in one of my hyper questions? Um, You mentioned when you started to look at what's happening in the world and the planet and fear coming up and and healing that fear, doing your own healing around that. And I I think that many people ha- are feeling, have felt, whatever, you know, go in and out of it maybe. 
And I, I just wondered what your perspective is on that healing of fear, that kind of big fear. A scary topic. Mm, sorry. <laughs> no, I know. I just dive right in the deep end, don't I? I know. No, that's great. I love that question. It's, um, Yeah, fear's been a big uh, <laughs> companion of mine, and, and now mm-hmm. I'll say friend because fear is, is a couple ways to look at it there's a natural aspect to it you know that tells us there might be a tiger nearby if you're starting to feel it, that uh, sympathetic nervous system stuff but uh, most of us uh, have that kind of dysfunctional paranoia that's often coming from old wounds and and that needs to be dealt with uh that can lower our energy vibration and um you know that, of course the energy vibration the trend is going way up 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 so I feel it's real important to face and feel those, to bring conscious awareness and presence to those. Uh, Anelia Benz uh, is a wonderful teacher on the planet right now. Uh, she's got these, uh, you can look her up, I-N-E-L-I-A, Anelia Benz, B-E-N-Z, fear processing stuff that's really beautiful. Uh, she talks about how it's really important just to um, write them down one by one. What are your fears? So it's spiders or failure or death or whatever it is, and just Go into meditation on each of them. Breathe into them. And what happens is you'll find they don't have teeth after you bring presence to them. They they just fall away. I mean, if there's an actual tiger in the room, then you want to have some kind of sympathetic nervous system response. But usually there's no bear around. It's just our old stuff. And and it needs to be uh, acknowledged and felt, and, and it will start to melt for the most part. Yeah, well, thank you for... Um Say, I wrote down Ben's, but can you say that first name again? Because I haven't heard of her, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh. I want to, I want to see this fear processing thing. Uh, Anelia, it's I N E L I A Ben's B E N Z, Anelia Ben's. She's okay. a wonderful, one of the many great teachers on the planet right now. Yeah, and there, I mean, we are very fortunate in the sense of how much, how much teaching is going on. How how many people are out there sharing their journeys. You know, which yes. is part of what I want to do here with the Blog Talk Radio Show and also the website is to – I brought a group of women together. We all do different things. We all have different perspectives. And um, and that's part of, partially what I'm, like, called to do is is bring community together. And it seems like even though I'd almost kind of – it seems like it would be easier if it was local, but it seems like I keep getting guided that it's meant to be this more global thing through Internet, you know, what we're doing here tonight, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's also interesting because you mentioned um, the fear, you know, possible what's going to happen in 2012, and then you also use the word celebration. Now it feels like a celebration. And those two words are in um, uh, the next blog talk radio show we're doing is on Wednesday at noon Eastern, um, 12-12-12, (laughs) because we all just felt called, meaning the group of gals that I'm involved with at Mind, Body, Spirit, You, and and that's what I wrote. I was like, is it the end or is it the beginning? A celebration, right, of of what's happening right now. That's the way I look at it. And not to say I'm fearless, you know, like, you know, of course. It's so interesting how it creeps in, you know, here and there, just little, little snippets. And, and I shared with you at the beginning uh, before we were being – you know, on the show here live about my health 
uh, I kind of call it a scare because it did scare me, and it was real. It wasn't like something that didn't happen, but I'm like through it, past it, it's okay, whatever. I dealt with it, and people that listen to the show have heard me talk about it. So, But um, now I lost my train of thought. Something about that, being fearful, well, we, fearless. Really we're just yeah, so used oh, to fear. Right, and so because this this health, you know, my belief in the mind body spirit connections that you know, anything that I'm holding in my unconscious, you know, because I I always feel like I face my fears, like the process that, you know, looking at it, breathing through it, feeling where it is in my body. Um, you know, giving it a color, just so many different ways of processing through whatever you're feeling. You know, journaling, calling a friend crying. I mean, it's all part of the process. And moving forward in my life, you know, I know that, that one of the reasons why um, the illness came up physically was that there were unconscious things that I, I, I really had no way of, of knowing they were even there, so to speak. Like, they were so well hidden <laughs> underneath my, mm-hmm. I guess I, the words I want to use is survival like mechanisms mm-hmm. that that I didn't even so it came to the surface and because it was a skin issue, it actually came to the surface for me, and I had to go what's this about and really look and then I I, I went all the way in and and found some things that aren't about tonight but anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but that the idea that um, fear is is part of our lives, and you know, to not necessarily just be rose-colored glasses. Sort of, there's that that balance there of mm-hmm. looking at it and not being coming a victim of it, versus yeah. becoming almost just you know, like one of my friends and I. You know, it's like the unicorn rainbows, you know, like farting candy, you know, just everything's perfect all the time. Yeah. Because how can that possibly be true? And I know, now I'm going to be quiet and let you talk. <laughs> well, it's a paradox, you know, and ego will get a hold of that. I know we're going to talk about awakening tonight, too, but that's one of the ways the ego can grab us back in and, and focus on supposedly the perfect world and that's actually true in the deepest sense you know all is perfect right. in an order mm-hmm. but we've always got to be dealing with whatever's popping up and life will keep bringing it up you know the, the, you know whatever life is such a great teacher whatever we need it'll keep popping up if we ignore it it'll pop up even more and right now there's so much light that um i'm seeing this over and over and over uh, uh, nothing against general petraeus but this uh, our most recent gift all these people are gifts and if we say wow there's another terrible person, look what Tiger Woods is doing, look what the Catholic Church is doing, look at Libor over in Britain. They're all gifts because we all have some of these shadows that we <clears throat> we buried unconsciously or, or consciously or whatever, but we, we were never taught, and most of us were not taught how to feel the feelings and go into our shadows. We want to uh, hi, we, you know, we have such an epidemic of low, ste- of low self-esteem that plays into that too, right? You know, I don't want to be seen as bad, so we hide all these supposedly bad parts away. And right now, the energy vibration is just inviting all that up. So if we can not project and not kick and scream and say, "Oh God, there's another opportunity," life is bringing up uh, in some one way or another what we need to heal and face and clean up and prepare for ascension status or whatever you want to call it, the higher right. energies on the planet. Right. 
And that's a perfect segue, meaning into this topic of awakening, because I know there are many um, who believe that, you know, yeah, if if we aren't sort of cleaning away the past, looking at our stuff, facing our fears, then it, you know, stuff is happening that doesn't feel very good or look very good, right? Whether it be, you mentioned an accident 10 years ago that happened mm-hmm. to you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so what do you what do you think in regards to that? Like, how do we prepare? What what are we supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Well, during this important time. Well, there's in one sense nothing, and maybe even the deepest sense nothing. It's all mm-hmm. in divine order, and this has been real hard for me to, <laughs> to to finally realize that. And of course, I still try to control everything and kick and scream sometimes. But <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, there's a our awakening is guaranteed. You know, we come from oneness, we return to oneness. We come from spirit, we return to spirit. If you want to say, uh, right now there's an acceleration, of course, as we go through this aperture. It's just an, a rare, amazing opening. So it's kind of in our destiny and the you know the akashic records. They say you know it, there's a date that we're supposed to awaken, and but nothing's set in stone because we're you know we're gods embodied, so we can have a say in this. So you know when the energy gets higher and higher, it can actually shift people closer to awakening. It's almost hard to stay asleep with the lower mm-hmm. vibration now with what's going on. And, and with this, I have to mention the, one of the um, forefronts of this awakening is where I was last year at Oneness University in India, where they're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they got a couple amazing considered avatars, Amma and Bhagavan, who run that program. They created the Oneness Blessing, which is the most amazing tool for awakening I've seen. But they say over and over, you know, everybody's got their, their destiny date. You know, you're, can't, you can't force it. You know, <laughs> our little self can't you know, do these kind of things, but there are things you can do to to kind of set the table for grace, you might say, you know, without fooling yourself into believing that you're going to figure it all out and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And some of the things are uh, that they talk to us over there <clears throat> is just what we said there. First of all, don't avoid your stuff and your shadows. Pay attention to life and where it's leading you. Get away from forcing life and pretending you have a personal will. <laughs> As mm-hmm. People that wake up over and over say the same thing. They say, oh, my God, there's really not any I here. And if there was an I, it's not even in control anyway, as much as we think it is, this illusion of control. So this this following the Tao, as they've been saying for thousands of years, starting to follow the flow, it'll guide you effortlessly. But if you fight against that, you know, life will always hurt you in some ways. Not, I don't mean that in a cruel way. It will always get your attention somehow. Mm-hmm. So just starting to notice where you have any divisiveness because we're moving out of extreme duality towards more oneness. You know, I think on Earth, I think there might always be some, some duality, you know, because we got up and down and black and white and all this kind of stuff. But um, we've had an extreme polarity as we went through this you know, all these world ages that we go through, we're coming out, some feel we're coming out of the Kali Yuga, the, the Hindu version of a, the lowest um, vibration the planet reaches, because, you know, mm. life is cyclic, and we're coming out of this time of war and extreme polarity duality. So so any time we notice we're judging or, mm, you know, going into that divisive thing and competition and stuff like that, all that's just being washed away right now. <clears throat> And like you said earlier, you mentioned something about feeling that connection, you wanting to do more globally on your 
on your radio things. That's just natural. Everything is coming, you know, together in a way. Mm -hmm. So something's kind of caught my attention here, this idea of um, we each sort of have a time for awakening. Um, Like, like the way I, my mind is working around this, but it doesn't mean that it's right. It's just this is what my mind's thinking right now, is that that like I'm programmed in some way, like my soul is meant to awaken, and it's not necessarily on Wednesday or on the 21st, but sometime in my lifetime, question mark? I don't know. Or could it be well, the next lifetime or the next? Or <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's a good question. I think we should talk about this time we're in just to uh, to put an accent mark on the uh, celebration Absolutely. that we're talking about. Because, uh, again, uh, life, in, according to many uh, cultures and ancient times and the current times, are, have talked about life being cyclic, you know. So we're, we're according to many um uh, views that we're not only ending a 5,000, you know, depending on, the, there's different estimates, about 5,125 years or so uh, world age that we're right. coming out of that ends precisely on December 21st, according to the Mayans and many others. But we're also mm-hmm. ending a 26,000 year, this procession of the equinox, which creates this very rare uh, aperture, you might say, or opening, where we're in a rare alignment, our solar system with the middle middle of the Milky Way. Uh, so it's very, very rare. There's arguments about what that means exactly, but it, what most say is that's a, an amazing opening. And par- part of that opening, and, and of course, that's within another huge cycle of some say close to a million years. So this is an amazing moment uh, that we we could be talking about more and more, not for fear, but to celebrate. But what it is is an opening. And one of the things that Bhagavan over in India says is that the magnetic fields uh, traditionally weaken very much at the end of every world age like this. And there's often the chaos we see, you know, with the ice, you know, the ice caps melting and all that global mm-hmm. climate changes. That's very typical at the end of a world age. But there's also a couple things that happen that sometimes are very comfortable. The magnetic fields get so weak that sometimes there's a partial or full polar shift. And there's different opinions on whether that will happen <laughs> in the mm-hmm. next near future or whatever. Um, I, I'm, my feeling is it's not, but if, if that happens, it's pretty... I don't even understand it, but it's pretty intense. (laughs) There'd be a lot of chaos. But the cool thing is with the magnetic fields um, weakening, there is this sense that, and Bhagavan says that, that there's not a blanket on our old energies and our samskaras, you know, our patterns and our beliefs, our stories and our karma. There's actually, there's nothing holding them together. There's this amazing opening. I mean, we're just in the peak of it right now where it's so much easier to shed the old stories and karmas and beliefs so there's kind of like bonus time, you know. You can really, you know, by facing your shadows and stuff, you can really clear stuff out really fast. And here's the real cool stuff, man. Over in India at Oneness University where I was last year, where mm-hmm. it just literally blew my mind, they are very good at helping people awaken. And uh, they are to the point now, in September, if you took that first that one-month course that I took a year ago, Let's see, 20% of the people were awake according to their criteria. We could, let's talk about that in a little bit, too, what will, that means. Yeah, yeah. And then in October, 40% or so were awake by the end of the course, You know, about 200 people in this course, so about 80 or so were awake. And then the next time, 
in what was that November about 60 65% almost two thirds of the people were awake by the end of the course and then the the, the recent one they say they're close to 100 like 95% will be awakened i just talked to one of those people that got back there recently today it's incredible it's just it's just what they talked about you know the they've talked about last year when i was there they were hoping for 70,000 people to be awake on planet earth by the end of this year and now they say there's about 170 or 180,000 that are awake so we're ahead yeah. of schedule. Good. Yeah, we need we need better numbers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about that, the awakening criteria. What? <laughs> it's so am, cool. am I awake? I mean, how do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, it's interesting. Let's talk about that. You don't always know at first, and sometimes you can slip back. So there's basic. It goes kind of like this, and this isn't perfect, but this is from my understanding. I'm a oneness trainer, so I have a little bit of experience with what they talked about. But uh, there's basically the unconscious state that most of us were in through this whole last world age is Kali Yuga, asleep. (laughs) And that's, you know, it's been a time of very low um, uh, connection to the divine, very, uh, a lot of war, uh, forgetfulness, very, uh, even, we don't even live as long during the Kali Yuga, only 75, 80, 90 years and that changes down the road. but um, And then anyway, from there you can move into what they call somewhat conscious. You're starting to question, and, and most of us are there. And then the next one is like awakened states, and these are temporary where you get a glimpse. You get a little awakened, and it's like, oh, wow, I'm not, you know, my ego, the mind silences for a change. And these don't last, though, usually. It's very rare. Most people don't go right to awakening, but they have these. And I, I think I had a few of those when I was over in India and maybe even once or twice here. But, um, and, then, um, and then from there, eventually, that's kind of the curtain call for the ego, you might say. <laughs> that means uh-huh. once you get a glimpse of it, that means it's inevitable that you're on your way. And then uh, awaken is the next one. And, and in India, they, they have these amazing, very, not just awake, but enlightened beings. We'll talk about the difference. But they go into cosmic consciousness kind of in a samadhi and they can actually tell people and right now if you take the whole four weeks at this course they will tell you at the end if you're not awake which most people are now they'll tell you the exact moment you're going to be awakened they go in and actually ask the divine it's, they're 100 percent successful so far it's incredible so that's awake it's, it's permanent at that point but still there's a they put a scale on just for our mind to kind of understand, I guess. But you can awaken anywhere from one, two, three up to about you know ten, twenty or whatever. And then when you get to what they call seventy, as they say, enlightenment, that's when the mind really just basically kind of goes completely quiet and suffering ends. There's no more triggers, that kind of thing. And then from enlightenment, there's actually more. <laughs> it gets into a state of presence they call, and then what they call God realized. And what Bhagavan told us, the difference between awake and God realize, we asked him, is um, awake, you you know you and the tree like are one. But in God realize, you are the tree. There's just no separation. You are everything. Cool, huh? Yeah. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm like, okay, what am I going to ask now? Because I'm like, I'm a little blown. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? I'm just yeah. blown away because what they predicted is actually happening. And it's not in the news yet, but it's happening. People are waking up so fast. And everybody that awakens, of course, you know, Bhagavan says 100,000 people are affected by one person that's awake. So getting back to what we talked about, what we can do to awaken, in one sense, nothing. <laughs> because we're not in control here. But you can do the things we talked about, you know, pay attention 
the Bhagavan says awareness is the first and last step. Don't avoid your stuff. Notice any divisiveness. Big on relationships over there. They would tell us, you know, you've got to clear out your parents' stuff especially. It really helps. You've got to make peace there because it'll, it'll hinder and, and can hold you back. Uh, just following the energy. And then the, the other stuff are more, I would, I don't know if you want me to talk just a little bit, but I would recommend, um, well, I don't know if I'd recommend it. People do what they want, but th- one of the best ways to awaken is align with this oneness stuff. This oneness blessing is the most powerful tool. So if you can, um, if you, you can go to onenessuniversity.org, uh, onenessuniversity.org, and they'll have all kinds of stuff on there. There's, sun, there's uh, Saturday webcasts that are very powerful. They have oneness meditations where people actually do this eye blessing online. <laughs> it's like one every hour or two during the day, and those are very powerful. And if you can be with any of the people that are, quote, awakened, which they are very clear about letting you know who they are, where they are, so when you're around them and get the the blessings from them, either online or in person, those can really accelerate the awakening process. And now, um, I know we talked a little bit about this last time, but it was, you know, gosh, I don't even know, seven months, eight months ago or so. So, of course, uh-huh. you know, you're a different person than now than you are then. I love that, too, about life, you know, that I we're... Think I know much less... <laughs> a different person now, you know, like in this moment than I was five ago. But anyway, um, uh-huh. do you do you do? I know you do these in person, but do you have you found a way since we're online right now? Have you found a way if people wanted to contact you? Do you do this this oneless blessing or training or whatever the right language is for it um, online and over the phone, Skype, etc., or just in person? Uh, well, there's different levels of this. I do oneness blessings in person, and I mm-hmm. do trainings, and we could do these on retreats as well when people want them. We mm-hmm. do the uh, initiation so they can be a blessing giver, so you can really pass this on, which is wonderful. The next level, and I'm not quite there, um, uh, it's when they choose you to be a oneness meditation giver, which means you give this kind of an eye blessing. Uh-huh. Very profound. Some of them are already awake that are doing that, which are even more powerful. So I'm not in that state where I could do it online yet, but there are plenty of others that can. Okay. But we can do them in retreats and in person and, and train people to be blessing givers. I do that. Mm-hmm. But they have and a lot of that through others, you know, through that onenessuniversity.org. Okay. And then I just because we're right here talking about what you do, and I just want to mention again that I'm in case people have just joined us, that I'm speaking with Roy Holman, and you can find him at Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N, healthconnections.com. Um, so let me ask about, like, your experience with that awakening process. So you went um, a year ago, or, or give or take, to India to um, study, train, etc., right, for this mm-hmm. one blessing. And you, I want to say, took their test, <laughs> their criteria of how awakened you were. Just because I learn, I learn really well by um, real-life experience, so... Um, I know that you were probably a fairly, you know, conscious, aware, quote-unquote, awakened-ish type person a year ago, you know. So tell me about your experience. What was, like, how do you how do you know where you're at when you first come in and how do you know when you're at when you leave? 
Well, um, it's... Um, I, know. I know, but this is us humans trying to figure this stuff out. I know, yeah. they're hard questions to answer sometimes. Well, they, they have a factory over there. <laughs> it's called a university, but they have a factory of energy. The energy is so high there. It was then, and my friend today said it's just sky high now. I mean, people are... There's just thousands of people around that whole university, and the university includes a oneness temple that is a machine of awakening, man. So all people around that whole place are just buzzing. It's just, uh, it's like ground zero for awakening, you might say. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, and, and I don't want to sound exclusive here. There are great teachers all over the planet that, that are not affiliated with oneness university that are also awakening. This is what I'm affiliated with, and I am just blown away by, by what's happening there because I'm mm-hmm. seeing it. I'm seeing it happen to friends. As far as me, it's uh, you know they they have a lot of uh, it's just the energy basically and grace you might say, but there's also a lot of you know techniques and tools they use um, for helping you. Um, get out of our crazed mind, you know, <laughs> our mm-hmm. minds are, you don't realize how, how bonkers we are uh, until you change your perception. So that happened a few times for me over there, and it happened um, a few times since then. I mean, sometimes I just get these moments of complete clarity where I'll just totally just see how how much lack I have. For example, that came up a few weeks ago. It was like, just really clear, wow, I'm in total fear and it, it, nothing had changed. I just got such a clear perspective of it. And then my judgment, I just became so aware of how selfish and how much I judge everything and everyone. I've always been that way, but I never <laughs> I never really noticed it. So this awakening process is very humbling because you will see your stuff, and the ego will try to turn you back away from it. <laughs> right. But it, it will eventually lose, of course, because the ego is very, you know, it's false, it's temporary. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. kind of comical, but it can be a little yo-yo for a while, going through the awakened states until you finally awaken. And then there, and then there's still. It's not just all or nothing. Like I say, you you kind of go um, keep feeling and yourself, but but there'll be less and less triggers and charges and mind chatter and less suffering around it. Right, right. And I, I mean, I witness that within you know people that I come across and um, people that I consider my mentors or guides that, you know, we say maybe that person's further along down the path, that's something we may say, or or in this case, um, holds the awakened state longer than I yeah. do, you know, yeah. <laughs> because, sure. yeah, I've, I've experienced, I mean, absolutely, just looking at things and coming to that place of total peace, even in the midst of the fear or chaos or whatever it is. Yeah. And and I always say, I mean, I say this, it's like the trick is, is trying to stay there, you know. It is momentary, it feels, for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, because I have those moments, I know even when I'm in the, the midst of something that's very upsetting to me, um, that my goal is to get back to that moment. So I feel like, you know, that's a, I'm like along the path. I'm I'm walking. <laughs> I'm going, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. not always Yeah, it's not always easy and it's amazing how some things just yeah, they can just take you down. And mm-hmm. you know, um what do you do when that happens if that happens or when whenever the last time was it happened for you that you just really got kind of me as a woman, you know, 
I get to a place of crying and, you know what I mean, very emotional. And I don't know if that happens to you or not. I'm a but, man. We don't believe in crying, man. Well, I'm guessing you might believe <laughs> in it, but that's because you're more awakened. <laughs> but, but to me, it's almost like that to your knees, oh, my God, yeah. you know. Why is this um, happening? Kind of feeling. Well, I'll tell you, you know, in, in, in India they celebrated when we went, <laughs> when we got to our knees. You know, uh-huh. they, it was so much in, in common with the twelve step program. You know, because the twelve step mm-hmm. people, that's pretty some pretty enlightened stuff, I think. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's again, you know, even even me, uh, what happens is you, again, I'm not awake, you know, but I'm, I have my moments, but <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I notice that I know less and less. My, I love my book, you know, my Healing Self Healing Earth book. I think is very valuable, but I've even now looked back and, you know, the stuff about um, creating your own reality and all that, there's 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 so many different levels of it, but we don't really um, have as much power and control as we think we do. So this point of getting to the helpless stage in India, they really celebrate it. Sometimes I remember this one German guy was getting all flustered, and he, you know, they're so patient with us over there. You know, we're 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 all up in the head. You know, we're trying to ask questions in the head. I don't get it. I don't understand. And one of the teachers said, "It just pleases me when I see you confused and frustrated because I know you're getting close to helpless, and then the divine can help you." <laughs> you know, we can't do this on our own. The, the same level of consciousness that created the mess uh, can't can't heal us from it so there's that point where you and i'm getting a little bit better at this it's been real hard but i'm getting to the point now like for example we had our men's group a few weeks ago and it got a little bit intense some mm-hmm. feelings and stuff came up and i mm-hmm. facilitate the group so i just paused and i just took a breath and said okay spirit i need some help here i don't know what to do with this and almost inevitably the spirit comes in something happens there's this shift it's so beautiful. I'll give you another example. One of the wonders trainers came back from India, and she, you know, I teach anyway, so it was a pretty easy transition to be a teacher for a oneness, you know, trainer. Uh, this woman doesn't teach, and she's coming home, and she really wants to share this stuff, though. She, she, she's guiding people through one of these processes, a parent process for clearing and feeling and emoting, and uh, hopefully people, you know, get some tears and stuff moving. And she was just like, she's new at it, so she was reading the script, you know. Okay, pretend your mother is with you now. You know, <laughs> very robotic, and nobody was feeling anything, this big room of people. And then she said, she just silently said, okay, I'm a Bhagavan. I need some help. Uh, our Indian friends, you know, I need some help here. You know, I can't do this. Boom, about six, eight people just burst into tears and started crying and clearing out their family stuff. Mm. Uh, my friend Doug in India said about, Six trainers called him up the next day or emailed him and said, you won't believe the grace that came into that room. So so we always have this conduit, this connection with the divine that's just there like, hello, ask, you know, ask. So that's the best thing we can do is just say, okay, I surrender something that knows more than I do. Help me out here. And then the other stuff like you're talking about, of course, is so important. Just, you know, when I get some stuff up in the middle of the day, my old pattern is to get busy or you know, mm-hmm. the old pattern, open the fridge or mm-hmm. grab a beer, I used to, and <laughs> mm-hmm. have a cigarette or whatever you do. So mm-hmm. the thing is uh, to stop and breathe, invite presence. And sometimes it just takes one minute because when that stuff's up, you know, it's one thing, you know, our culture doesn't really, isn't conducive to this, right? We're busy, it's hard to stop in the moment. But ideally, when it's right up in our face, that's the time to stop and say, okay, what's going on, and breathe. Again, if you can ask the divine for help, however you define that. And then, for me, the tears will come almost immediately. 
It's just ripe. But if we if we say, well, I'll get to it later, yeah, and it's still better than nothing. But man, if you can stop in the moment, it's so rich. It's it's asking for attention now. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's you're you know teaching exactly what I've been taught and and try to help teach others. And um I just want to share that you know from my own personal experience and for others who listen to this is that you know I've I've literally put this stuff in my iPhone like <laughs> <laughs> like stop and ask for help, right? Like I have this little crisis list because mm-hmm. when I get that upset, it's hard to remember what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure, I mean, yeah, I'm much better at it today than I was six months ago. I'm better six months ago than I was a year before that, you know, with mm-hmm. the idea of, um, you know, looking at, you know, I the, another thing that I've been taught and I use is, is how can I look at this differently than the way I'm looking at it right now, you know? Just yeah. just something to, like, shift that energy in that moment. And, and yeah, it's absolutely just breathing and grounding and asking for help from whomever, right, depending on your spiritual beliefs, et cetera, mm-hmm. or even religious affiliations. It just depends on each person. It could be anything from, I mean, to me, it's all sort of, under the same umbrella, divine God, universe, right? Yeah. But people tend to use different words for it, and that's absolutely wonderful, you know. And some people really like to ask for help from angels or spirit guides or yeah. fairies or go lay on the earth and ask Mother Earth to help yeah. heal them, you know. Yeah. And it's all fabulous. Yeah, I, and what they taught us in India is just wherever your heart feels a connection to. Mm-hmm. Go for that. But something bigger than our little small self and ego, you can say my higher self or universal right. intelligence, Mother Earth, like you said. It's all beautiful, wherever you feel that. And that's why I love Oneness University. They're not dogmatic at all. You don't mm-hmm. have to bow down to these guys. Or, you know, it's, it's all about finding a heartfelt connection to your divine, something bigger than your small egoic self. You know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing on what you're saying there, this is um, it's kind of like on the micro version of the hardest time is also the best time. In other words, when that stuff's up, like I mentioned, when it's really right in your face, like you said, it's really hard to stop and here you are, you know, just totally lit up. Maybe you feel five years old or whatever. But again, that's the bonus time. And the same thing on the bigger level on the planet right now, it's a hard time on Earth. We're switching from this Kali Yuga to the, you know, depending on who you talk to, uh, in India, they say we're, in at, at India, at Oneness University, they say we're going right from the Iron Age, the, the uh, Kali Yuga, to the Satya Yuga, the Golden Age, boom, just like that, we're moving into this amazing high state where people are going to be waking up like crazy, so it feels sometimes like hell, because all these old patterns are coming up right in our face, so it's really important to get some context and, and, and a little bit of trust and, and do whatever you can now to some kind of spiritual practice, a grounding practice. Come out of the head, down into the heart. The, the head has mm-hmm. been where we've been living for so long, and that's a, that's a scary place to be. It's, it's not going to you know, get us into that intuitive heart. You can go there right now. The heart mount, the heart map people are really good at this down in California, you know. Um, and that's really exciting. Maybe we should talk about that for a second, or, or am I cutting you off from anything else? 
Mm, no, there's lots of things roaming around, though. But sure, go ahead. Yep. Oh, oh just briefly. Uh, down in Santa Cruz, there's a group called the HeartMath people. I'm sure some people have heard of them. But they have this, uh, what is it called, the Global Coherence Initiative, something like that. But they're finding out that um, not only when you, like you said, when something gets lit up, you get some fear, anger, shadow stuff up. If you can go to your heart and breathe into the heart like it's kind of breathing itself and think of gratitude thoughts or someone who loves you or a pet yeah. or whatever it may be, that shifts your whole energy. They can measure it in your toe. But not only that, the the heart, the energy field of the heart is huge, like 8, 10 feet or so, and it, it, um, it affects people around you. So you can just facilitate the shift just by being happy. And then not only that, but this whole global, what do they got, coherence initiative or something like that, um, mm-hmm. It um, they're finding that, you know, like when September 11th happened, all that intense emotion, they measured it way out in space. Science knows this. It, it was like, wow, what happened? And that was, of course, September 11th. And now they say with the changes going on with the magnetic field, we can actually affect the planet, literally, the magnetic field of the Earth by just finding a way to feel more joy and gratitude and coming to your heart. I mean, you know, again, we know this on some level. That's why I turned off almost all the, whether it's left wing, right wing, all those things are pretty divisive. All those radio channels, they can all be divisive. And if we go to the heart, it's like, wow, do I want to hang out in that energy field? And usually for me, it's no. I don't need to know that anymore. I feel better and I'm actually more effective as a teacher. So these are things we start to really trust ourselves, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that most people who follow this show um do have an understanding of what it means to get like centered in your heart. But just in case, you know, in case somebody's like, What the heck are they talking about? Right? Sure. Um I know how I would describe it, but I'd love to hear how you would describe it if you had, you know, a a friend, a client, uh somebody you just met say, I don't know what you're talking about, Roy, about going like into my heart space. Yeah. How, what, yeah. What do you That's mean That's a by- great, great question because, um, <clears throat> yeah, we, it's hard to figure out from your head where we're so used to living and where we've been rewarded. It's like naturally we'll start thinking about how to get to the heart, and, and you can't really think your way there. So it's, mm-hmm. it's basically you can do a couple things. Is um, Well, I'll get to the heart in a second, but one thing I've done, with my students and myself, is just bring your awareness down to your into your body. So if you feel the belly rise and fall, mm-hmm. that's you know maybe that's not the heart, but that's that's coming down into the body, and that means you're present. And presence, of course, is ninety percent of the battle. Just noticing the belly rise and fall. That's one way to do it. But you can also do it even more effectively in the heart. You can feel the heart, you know, area, the chest area, expand on the in breath, drop on the out breath, and uh, I believe, that if I'm correct, our heart math people would say it. it's kind of like breathing into the heart or imagining the heart kind of breathing itself. Mm-hmm. So automatically that brings you a little bit out of the thought and mind process down into the heart. And then if you can think of someone who loves you or a pet or a happy moment or a safe, sacred space, something you're grateful for, all these things are just very easy. You don't have to think really, but just kind of reflect. And that is it. Boom. That shifts your energy right there. Yeah, I can I can feel it. That was fun. A little journey into the heart. And mm-hmm. I um I think that I can't remember exactly what the meditation series is, but I know that when I went through my, my health scare I was um looking I I was looking in iTunes for things like health um 
meditations, healing meditations. And it was um, Deepak Chopra that I downloaded. And he does this thing, um, when you were talking, this just reminded me, so I wanted to share it, where he guides you into, like, see, like, like, you know, go into your heartbeat. You know, notice it, don't, don't, right? Feel it. Then a point of light, right, in the heart there. And then he moves the point of light, like, wherever. So for me, I was healing something physical on my body, so I would move the point of light there. You see what I mean? After I got that that feeling of, that that loving (laughs) feeling going. Um, Anyway, so there's just, yeah, it just, it feels, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like wanting to say to everybody, it just feels so good, doesn't it? I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that when people listen um, a lot in archives on these shows, especially interview shows, so this this show will be replayed many times later, (laughs) over and over. Mm -hmm. And... um, Maybe I'll mention a little paradox here. Oh, I'm sorry, you're going to say something. Well, that's one of the things I love about doing this is that it doesn't just it doesn't just go away. You know. Oh, that's great. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I just want to mention. I just want to mention, too, that there's a little, as with everything now, <laughs> it seems like everything's a paradox. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to feel good. We want to get out of those old vibrations that we're used to, you know, that fear, the worry level. We've we've grown so accustomed to that, preparing for the next uh, <laughs> problem to arise, you know. But the other side of that, is, again, we already mentioned the paradoxical side, is follow the pain, too. If pain's up, um Bring your awareness. It's like Rumi said, you know, you don't have to run towards your pain. You know, you don't have to be in therapy trying to hunt down your latest problem. But just when when it when it pops up, that's when you want to say hello to it, you know. So you don't necessarily always have to walk around. Everything's perfect, everything's perfect. When something comes up that wants your attention, you can still breathe into the heart. You can even bring your hands onto the heart is real nice. And, um, and then bring your gentle awareness and presence to whatever is asking for your attention again. So, that, you know what I mean? It's kind of a paradox or almost sounds like a contradiction to you know mm-hmm. follow the pain but also get your energy up get back to the joy and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're coming up to the last 10 minutes and I, I, I know that I just wanted to give you the heads up on that and I know that I had a question in regards to this idea of um, the the ending of this time period okay um, which you've been using I think an Indian word. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh yeah, but, the Kali Yuga to so the Satya Yuga. Correct. And I, sorry, I can't repeat those two words. But um, is it? And people, because we're coming up to this time frame of the 21st, etc. Is it? Is it literally? I mean, I, I know it's quick, but to us, quick means like, you know, this minute, 24 hours, and to the universe, what quick means. I think it's different. So is it something that literally, like, like really is this, this huge shift on one day, or is it this more gradual thing? We've been doing it for, I mean, people say we've been doing this new energy for, like, 20 years. So I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, good good, good question. And uh, I want to make sure we remember to leave me at least a minute or two to mention a couple more things, uh, tips okay. for for this uh-huh. process that might be helpful. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, it's both, you know, it's both that it's been going on. You just look at the population hit 1 billion in 1800, and now we're at 7 billion. Uh, I kind of I wonder, somebody told me that when Jesus was around, there was a huge increase in population, and I, I got to think it's 
two things that people want to be here for this moment, you know, from the spirit world. It's like, wow, look at Earth, man. I'm coming mm-hmm. down for that ride, <laughs> even mm-hmm. though it's not easy. And some are here to help us awaken. Uh, very interesting thing there. But so it's been going on uh, and really accelerating as we get near the shift. So there could be, there could be. Um, I mean, Bhagavan says it's going to be a normal day, December 21st. You'll get up and have your coffee and all that, he says. But he says people are going to, a lot more people are going to wake up at that moment because the aperture is so strong. Uh, they are waking, awakening very acceleratingly fast. Is that a word? Uh, as I mentioned, you know, the people that go through their courses and stuff over there and, and just in general, not just affiliated with oneness. So there's, it, it's it's been going on. It's accelerating. There could be, you know, the, the negative thing I don't even like to mention because we don't, the fear is not going to be helpful, but, you know, there could be a polar shift. There could be this magnetic field drop to zero, which has the positive stuff I mentioned earlier about maybe melting away our uh, old patterns and karmas, but it also could uh, be a partial or full polar shift, and we don't want to even go there. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But, yep, there could be a lot of stuff happening at that moment, but then we're we're heading, and then it just doesn't go back into darkness again. Uh, it goes back into another world age where there's more awakening and, it sounds like it's going to get a lot more pleasant. And Bhagavan says wars are going to be a thing of the past. All these things we've gotten used to mm. are going to start uh, going into so another. So in our lifetime, yes? Uh, possibly, yeah. He says by 2035 or so, uh, pretty okay. much everybody will be awake on the planet. Oh, that's really cool. Who um, knows, you know? That's yeah, that's yeah, of course. His prediction or, yeah. I've come um, to see that everything he seems to say comes out pretty close to true. So that's, uh-huh, you know, I uh-huh. say he because I'm mostly connected with him. He speaks English. His wife, Ama, is also <laughs> considered an avatar. Uh, uh-huh. As they say, Amachi, the hugging saint, is considered an avatar. Mother Mira, they consider an avatar. Jesus was one. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, amazing teachers on the planet. Yeah. Um. So you said you want to give a couple more things, and and I just want to – you might be answering this question that I have, but I'll throw it out there before, Um, which is I know for me, um, like, I I know I'm going to spend time outside in quiet. It's like the only plan I have for the 21st so far. Oh, that's (laughs) beautiful. Because I'm a nature girl, it's like – I am really connected to, you know, all the natural spirit, et cetera, of life. Um, so, I, but I'm wondering, like, yeah, is there, I mean, is there specific things we should be doing on that day? No, I, I wouldn't say there shoulds, but uh, it is an amazing uh, peak of this opening, you know, that that alignment we talked about earlier that comes around so rarely. Uh, it's not. It's not like you know the mind can say, "Oh, I got to grab onto that moment." It's all good, but you know that it ties into one of the things I wanted to mention here is is sangha. You know, uh, be around people that are trying to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a great time. I'm going to do that with some oneness friends here. But being right. around people in general right now that are wanting to wake up is so helpful. But if, if we're if we're hanging around that same vibration of people that that just aren't interested in waking up, and, there, and there's still plenty of people like that, um, you know, they're they're going to start suffering more and more with this higher energy. You know, if you're not dealing with your stuff and trying to wake up a little bit, mm-hmm. again, not trying. I don't again that paradox, but but at least surrendering to something to this process, oh, right? So Opening to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nature would be awesome too. Of course, and the, 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 the energies of nature are so awakening themselves. Huh? That's the best way I can, I find to connect with the divine is being in nature. I think you know. But the and other thing I want to mention. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. 
Well, I was just oh, going to no, say no. we always we always celebrate solstice, and it's a great solstice year. <laughs> so yeah, I right. I, I just know for me Maybe. personally, you know, meaning I know I want to spend some time like that. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a, I think I better do that too. You reminded me. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see. The other thing I just want to remind, like we talked about earlier, that that following the Tao and and trusting it. I can't believe I'm saying this because I, because of my childhood, I've been <laughs> clutching and controlling my whole life, you know, and in utter fear, but I'm really starting to understand how uh, this is a friendly universe. This is not a chaotic, uh, competitive universe as we think. You know, It's certainly part of our human experience, especially in this Kali Yuga world age, <laughs> but we can trust and start to uh, have a little faith the size of a mustard seed or whatever you can muster. And just by moving a little bit out of fear and, and trusting something bigger than us like we talked about, it's profound. Just just try that, and that's going to be one of the most power, most powerful things we can do this whole um, time we're moving into on the planet. It's going to be essential to let go of that small self trying to control everything and compete with everything. And, and the other thing I just want to mention, the last thing I guess is um, compassion for ourselves. It's a very hard time. I mean, even at night right now, I feel like I'm being rewired and downloaded. You know, the the solar flares are bringing intense energy to the planet, uh, that are helping us awaken, it, uh, some say, but they're also really chaotic for, our, you know, some, a lot of us feel they're causing a lot of sleep disorders and migraines and, and ringing in the ears. I mean, there's so much challenge, and we already beat ourselves up already, so just go with it. You know, if you only get three hours sleep, just say, okay, maybe I can survive. The worry's more toxic sometimes than the lack of sleep or something. We're all getting kind of polished right now. We're all getting, uh, again, in my view, it's a loving universe, so we're all getting prepped and prepared. We're all getting ourselves rewired. It's a neurobiological process, really. In India, they they told us, you know, we're getting, our brains are having to change, you know, to move from 3D, 4D, multidimensionality. It's got to change the very wiring of our brain the very dna some say is going to be shifting and changing so we can have compassion for ourselves and and um surrender a little bit more and control a little bit less maybe i think it'd be a good idea huh oh yeah and i'm it's such a great um summary culmination here at the end it's so important and that's that idea of just um, no, well, self-love is sort of overused, right? But self-acceptance, being easy with ourselves, being gentle with ourselves, is <clears throat> really <laughs> the only choice we have. Because uh-huh. if, if if we're not there, we're just fighting and controlling. And uh-huh. how much peace can that bring? Uh-huh. And again, if, if you've tweaked that just slightly from this, you know, this I don't know if you're, if you're anything like me, <laughs> this, <laughs> this kind of like fear and despair and mistrust and and victim type of thing. Oh, man, I used to think, why am I on earth? This place sucks, you know. And now it's like, oh, my God, honor ourselves. The the, the gratitude, I get I get choked up just just thinking about this, the, the courage of deciding to come down to earth at this time and assist this amazing shift where many of us felt this planet wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it, it hurts my it? heart just thinking about it because I really felt there's no way, there's no way we can pull this off, you know. And now uh, I get mm. very emotional with this. <clears throat> I just feel such a connection to this planet. Yeah. And feeling now that 
Mother Earth is going to be okay, that we're all going to be okay, and that we're all, you know, giving our gift to this shift, to this great birthing of the planet. It's a, um, it's such an amazing moment, huh, Tracy? Yes, absolutely. And what a great, I mean, thank you for showing your vulnerability, which is something that's a whole nother hour-long talk about vulnerability. <laughs> but um but you we all just got to witness that and and it's such an important part of that self-acceptance that you know what yeah we're human we have all these feelings and they're really quite amazing you know and becoming yeah. vulnerable is a gift nothing to fear you yeah. know so yeah. thank you and yeah thank you for joining me this week but you know right now two weeks blah 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 yeah Celebrating. Yeah. I'm like got it's my little awesome. fist up in the air. Woohoo. And um yeah, I'm not really one I don't I can't predict what's gonna happen tomorrow necessarily. You know what I mean. Like polar shift, no polar shift, car accident, no car accident, health, no health. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but I know that I am like grateful to be here in this moment and um that no matter what, like we were saying, it's really all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at a talk with Barbara Marks Hubbard recently, and she was really mm. she was like, "Oh, I'm getting very up there in age, but I gotta make it to this December 21st because it's such an exciting time. It's again yeah. from the fear to celebration. Laugh yeah. a lot. It's amazing. She's moment. a cool lady. Yeah. How, how do you know her? Oh, she was. She gave a talk here recently in mm-hmm. our area. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've only seen her online and through programs online, but okay. All right, we've got to wrap it up. So thank you again, Roy Holman. Oh, thank and you. Can we just give our website one more time? Yep, I was just going to do it. Yep, oh, but yeah, thanks ahead. for doing that. I'll let you do mm-hmm. it. All right, it's um, Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N, Health Connections with an S, dot com. And you can also find Roy on Facebook by just searching his name, Roy Holman. And you're in Washington. What's, like, what? cities attached to your name sometimes that helps on facebook uh everett e-v-e-r-e-t-t okay all right and we have a let's see we have a yoga retreat it's almost full for mexico but costa rica has plenty of room we're going to the goddess garden in costa rica in march if anybody wants to join us mm, i want to join you but i know my <laughs> come, come. i do i will i will but i just don't know if it'll be this spring i'm still okay. you know very dedicated mom here at home with my yeah. family so, but once I know it's, they're growing up almost too fast for me. So, um, when I have more of that free travel time, I know I'm going to be coming. So, take care and thanks everybody for joining us tonight. And um, Roy, enjoy enjoy the ride. Thank you, Tracy. Enjoy the shift. Nice being with you. <laughs> nice being with you. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>